Hey folks, welcome to the Mountain and Marsh Podcast, an outdoor-driven podcast where we also go in on and talk shit about pretty much anything. Hope you enjoy. Also, if you enjoy this custom music, this was produced by Stephen Mathias Music. Find Steve on his website, www.stephenmathiasmusic.com. This podcast is brought to you by Ward Business Group, Central Maryland's premier construction management and general contracting company. They are licensed and insured and provide a full range of services and products. Their services include, but are not limited to, lawn and landscape, excavation and land clearing, welding and custom fabrication, and snow removal. They also have products for sale, such as sand, stone, mulch, and firewood. Ward Business Group serves Central Maryland and the surrounding areas. Ward Business Group is an affiliate of Invisible Fence brand of Carroll County and Invisible Fence brand of Delmarva. Check them out on Facebook via their website, or you can contact Justin Ward with any inquiries at 410-984-4020. Hey guys, uh, Mike here. This week I'll be doing a solo show, mainly because I've just been too busy uh, this past weekend to uh, get any guests on or anything, and that's fine. Uh, It's nice to kind of free it up and just do a small solo show by myself, Uh, but just so everybody knows what's going on... um, we just spent this past weekend uh, fishing. Uh, June. This is June twelfth, Sunday, June twelfth. I'm recording. Uh, we spent went down the road to Chincoteague on Friday. Stayed at my parents' place for a little bit, and then uh, got ready. And then Saturday morning, we headed out with Captain Don Mousey on the Rymaka. Um, formerly Never Enough Sport Fishing. He's currently in the the middle of switching everything over and uh he's got a 38 foot henrique sport fish um it's a sweet ass boat full cabin air condition it's nicer than anything i've ever been on before which is pretty cool uh you fight a fish and, and get back in the ac but that's something we didn't do much of um was fight fish but i'll get into that here in a minute um First thing I want to do is just kind of give a shout out to uh, Rugged Charm, uh, Rugged Charm, friends of ours. Um, they make custom signs, custom woodwork, and then they make a lot of uh, things for holidays, uh, Christmas, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Valentine's Day, stuff like that, um, decorations that they sell. 
Um, but they can pretty much make you anything out of wood. Um, they have the lasers and, and all that stuff. And they made, recently had made uh, the Mountain and Marsh podcast studio sign that is sitting right above me here. And uh, go check that out over on the Instagram page, uh, Mountain and Marsh Pod, or on Facebook, or on TikTok, Mountain and Marsh Pod. Yeah, shout out to them. Uh, Taylor over there did a really cool job on the on the studio sign. I'm pretty amped about that. Also, if you need any any barbecue catered, they also own and operate Hammy's Barbecue. H A M I Hammy's Barbecue. Good shit. Pit beef, pit turkey, pit ham, pulled pork, brisket, sides, whatever you want, man. They can do it all. Uh, but yeah, as I was saying earlier, um, as I sit here with my forehead burnt to a fucking crisp, sunglass tan on fire, I'm drinking my high noon vodka and soda with lime. Don't judge, they're really good. Um, uh, yeah, we went out on the boat. Um, my father, it's uh, his 50th birthday this year, here in a little bit. And we decided to schedule around tuna time, uh, at least when I was told it was tuna time. Um, apparently this year has been a little weird from what I hear. This time last year, they were just tearing up uh, tuna. And then this year... This year, there weren't a bunch around. Um, yesterday, there were probably, I don't know, man, like 20 boats around us, like trolling, drifting for tile, fish, whatever, all day long. And we hardly, um, I mean, nobody got any got anything really. Uh, the, the one guy that our, our captain knew, Don, um, the one guy, Keith, that was behind us had one in the morning and then he was hearing over the radio. Guys might have like one or two or three pop up here or there, but really nobody was catching a whole slew of fish. Um, we ended up foul hooking about a five foot Mako that had a, a very much larger Mako with it. Um, we just happened to see that one the dorsal fin crest the water out from us while uh, my dad was fighting the five foot Mako, which was foul hooked underneath, like in the belly. And because it was foul hooked in the belly, it was fighting sideways and being hauled in sideways. So dad, dad, it was just beating the shit out of dad and dad had to hand me the rod after a while. And he's like, my arms are like blown out. And, uh, I took it for a little while longer and I realized like we all realized that it was a Mako and that it was hooked underneath one of the fins, um, underneath the fish. And it was just like pulling a big ass piece of plywood. Like you're just fighting against the water the whole time, but it was a cool experience to, to pull in a Mako and stuff. But at the end of the day, we weren't, it's, it wasn't legal to keep. And, uh, I think they got to be like 86 inches. wasn't legal to keep. Um, 
they had to cut the hook and let it live another day. And so, I mean, that was fun. It was fun catching the fish. It was a fun battle. But I, uh, it was kind of disappointing because that was, that was all the action pretty much. We had all day. Um, we trolled from 7 a.m., 7.15 until like 1.32 o'clock. And then we just went and uh, drifted for tiles. We caught, I don't know, five golden tile, five blue line. Um, the only cool thing that, I mean, that catching a Mako was cool, but being foul hooked wasn't cool. But the only cool thing that kind of happened throughout the day was my brother hooked, not knowingly, my brother pulled up with a tile fish. He pulled up um, what we now know to be a long tail sea bass, which is a fluorescent pink and yellow fish of like the snapper family. Um, again, uh, hop over to the Mountain and Marsh Pod Instagram or over on face- Facebook Mountain and Marsh Podcast. And uh, check out that it's actually a like juvenile long tail sea bass, so it doesn't look like it would at full growth. And the shitty part about that is when they are an adult, they are a crazy look. It's still a crazy looking fish, but they're like a wild ass looking fish um, at full growth. And it would have that would have been a really cool fish to get like a replica made of, but. Yeah, other than that, man, I mean, we ate some tilefish last night, and then I I cut out the pin bones and all the tilefish today when we got back, and uh, we vacuum-sealed a couple bags, and then we realized we shouldn't even have vacuum-sealed them because it was five bags of t- five small vacuum-sealed bags of tilefish and three, or blue line tile and three golden tile so that's all we really had not delicious fish but that's all we really had to um to put away you know it really shitty uh trip in terms of tuna it sucks because it's not it's not like it's the captain's fault or anything you know we they were the mate you know uh shout out uh jake lucas he was the um the first mate he lives down there on the shore and he mates for three different boats, um, two 38 foots and a 52 foot. And he was, uh, he was like on top of it all day. Um, and it was, it was a good time. And, And I feel bad for them because they're trying to get us on fish, you know, just as much as they probably feel bad for not hooking up on any tuna. But, you know, at the end of the day, when, like the boat that pulled in behind us had three tuna on board plus some bottom fish. And it was like, uh, fuck. Like it, it makes it hard to swallow the cost of the trip. And that's not necessarily because, uh, we didn't enjoy our time. And, uh, we understand that fuel costs are high and that fishing is expensive. It's just, it sucks to spend that much money and, I mean, the amount of tilefish we got after we split it up, it's literally going to be one meal per person that was on the boat. 
um, and a light meal at that, and then it's that's it. So, but uh, I did when we got back. We had some fresh fish yesterday. Um, I cut pin bones out of some of it, and we made um, some golden tile, and I I made some full packs on the grill, and we grilled up that little uh, that little tiny long tail sea bass. Um, but yeah, I mean, just made a, made some foil packets out of some golden tile and with some butter and obey and, you know, a really good meal, really good meal. That was, that was the highlight of the actual fishing trip was, uh, the meal there. And I, it's hard to, at this moment, it's kind of depressing not to have any tuna in, in the freezer or, uh, at least any bulk amounts of fish. So in this moment, it's kind of, it stings still, but I think we're going to try again, maybe in the fall next year, around October. We were told that it's a good time in October to uh, fish for tuna off Chincoteague, you know, in Ocean City, Mid-Atlantic. So we are going to go back out again maybe next year um it's just it's just such an amount of money to pay that um as most people know i'm i'm hunting forward i still like fishing i just hunting is is first and foremost and so it it's a hard pill to swallow when you spend all this money and uh you get one meal out of it you know it's uh it's hard to justify, but uh, I'm sure things will. Uh, I'm not going to say I'm sure because I said that after the the first time we went uh, out of Watchaprig and we didn't catch a single thing except for tilefish. Um. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, let's hope third time's the charm next year. Um, we were out around the Washington Canyon. I know some other people that did catch fish. On the Washington yesterday, tuna. Um, one cool thing that Don had that we got to use with the bottom fish was we were fishing at about 600 feet deep, and we got to use his two electric Daiwa reels and rods, which were really sweet. I mean, literally, you wait for it to hit the bottom, you let it roll across the bottom, and when the tip of the rod bounces from the, the tilefish hitting the hooks. You just dump the electric reel at full throttle and just let it eat, you know, 600 feet of a line up to the top. And then you just hand crank the last 10 feet or whatever it is. So that was, that was really cool. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I think, I think next year we'll go one more time and we'll go in the fall. We were told to go in June the, after the last fucking time. So we went in June this time and now we're being told to go in October. So we're going to go in October. And if things aren't good after the next time, I think I'm going to switch up my priorities a little bit about where I spend money in the outdoors. And that just, that won't be a thing anymore. I can, I can, in a lot easier manner, I can get a hold of closely related tuna um, at a store. You know, 
even if it's on the shore and I'm and I'm literally buying fish um, from a local fish dealer or seafood dealer down there for cheap, I can just get a hold of the meat. Um, I just, I don't know, it's, like I said, hard for me to justify. Uh, and I enjoy the fishing. I just, being out there, it's not like you're in shallow enough water that you can even try to, and because I'm not behind the fish finder and the sonar and all that shit, technically I'm not even seeing what's going on under the boat. So we're just kind of out there in a thousand feet of water, just rolling along. Like when you're trolling, um, trolling gets super boring to me because at least freshwater and inshore fishing for the most part at least i kind of understand the structure that i'm casting into um or that we're working or you know whatever i'm I'm understanding when you're out in the ocean and you like over the canyons and you're just trolling it is just a drag man like you you just fucking sit and ride and sit and ride. And the boat follows the chart and you sit and you ride. Like it's, uh, it's not, uh, I'm not taking anything from it. I, I think it's a, it's a ton of work to do it. It takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of work. So I'm not taking anything away from, you know, the, the charter, the charter fishermen, um, or the guys who just do it for fun, who, you know, who spend the money and the time to go do it. I'm not taking anything away from it. Um, it's just when I think about the strategy of just trying to get lucky because the fish aren't there very, they aren't very dense. Like there were guys catching mahi, like dolphin, and uh, in the canyons, but like might catch one or two and not even like mark anymore or, you know, catch one tuna and then not mark anything else like turn around troll back over the same area or like whatever and just not catch anything else like that when shit like that happens to everyone and then you're just one of the statistical you're a statistic you're just one of the boats out there trying to drag your line over top of a fish it gets very monotonous because when you think about it, you're just trying to be statistical. You're trying to just put the time in and, you know, a little bit of luck and you run over top of tuna or two, but you're, you're not like go to structure, work structure, try to draw fish. You, you know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not the same as, as say fishing around structure, you know, bass fishing or, and any trout fishing, cat fishing, um, striper fishing, flounder fishing. Like when you catch the tilefish, you're drifting across muddy areas because the tilefish live in colonies in the mud. And so you're just bumping across bottom trying to pull the tilefish out of their homes and trying to get them to, to attack the, the squid on the hook or the mako on the hook. Whatever. I think we had some, uh, he had some mako strips and and some squid and so we i mean you're just trying to get them to attack the hook but you're using the mud as the location you know the structure and so it's hard to when you're just trolling it's hard for me to understand what we're looking for 
Because even when I talk to the mate and he says, yeah, really, we're just putting in the time. And so it's the setup has to be right, but also it, it takes a ton of luck. And when you aren't evening the odds in any way, other than having a nice, pretty setup, you're just hoping you cross over a fish. So it's like hunting and being the type of hunter who during the rut sits in the same two-man stand. Uh, Let me rephrase. Is a gun hunter who sits in the same tree stand for the entirety of rifle season every evening with a gun rest down and your your gun propped up and you're just or in a box blind or whatever and you're just waiting over a cut cornfield hoping to get lucky that that buck just that might be from 2 miles away just happens upon a hot upon a hot doe in your area and pops out you're not you're not maneuvering you're not using trail cams you're not hunting different stands you're not scouting anything you're just going there putting the time in hoping to get lucky that's what trolling is in the fishing world and i'm a strategic person i'm a find where they're at person i'm a like i don't like to my time is valuable in my opinion so it's hard for me to quote unquote waste my time by trying to be lucky when I want to even the odds myself. You still need some luck, but I want to even the odds myself. So trolling for, you know, trophy tuna is a cool gig, but for me, it's just not what I like to do. Um, it's why I really enjoy smallmouth bass fishing, a completely different animal uh, in in all rights, other than the fact that they're both fish, but smallmouth bass, you know, you're looking for pockets of rock, you're looking for ledges, you're you're looking for places beyond an eddy for them to hide, or you know, soft pockets of water. So it's the same with like trout fishing or whatever. And largemouth bass, you're looking for structure in the pond or the river or the lake. You're looking for a grass bed. You're lo- you know, all these different things. And even the first mate, when we were talking to him, he said, like, the trolling gets boring or uh, sword fishing, he said, is, is a very boring um, way to fit or uh, animal to fish for. So it definitely, it's hard for me. So we're going to we're gonna try it one more time. Um, and... You know, like next October, we'll try it around there and we'll give it a go again. And if we don't fill some freezers, I, it it's at this point, it's not at all about fun. The third time around is about we fill freezers or I don't fucking tuna fish anymore. Like it's kind of simple as that. Um, I did... Get some really cool shots on my uh, my Nikon camera, though. I took my camera out, and I think I got about 100 pics to to sift through and uh, edit up and shit. But I'm going to have some cool pics coming to the Instagram and to the Facebook here soon. And I'll be shipping some out to Don and out to Jake, and hopefully they enjoy those. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it for this week. Uh, as I said, it was going to be a short show. Um, I will be recording soon with Justin Ward, um, the sponsor of the show. And uh, let's see, when is that one? 24th. I'll be I'll be recording the 24th, so that will be a 29th show. That will come out on uh, June 29th. That'll be a cool one. Um, this weekend, I'm probably going to be recording just with some buddies here and uh, and having a show for the 22nd. Um, a show that'll come out the 22nd. Um, so yeah, I hope everybody had a good weekend. Um, I'm sunburn as shit again. Y'all stay safe out there and, uh, I have some longer shows for you coming up. Thanks guys. Have a good one.